And now, our feature presentation. Hello everybody, welcome to another episode of Cinema Shot. I am your host, Ben, a.k.a. The Marvelous Ziggy, and I am joined by Chief Magicologist Tyler. I couldn't think of I a I thought you were going to say uh, Chief person. Exorcist or something like that, but that's, that's that not That probably one. works it works better, but I, I like the goo- I like that I goofed. So there you it go. Proves that we're human and not demons. Exactly, exactly. And speaking of demons, it is now time for Constantine City of Demons. We're taking a bit of an interlude before we do the death, the reign of the super reign of the Superman, uh, which is the sequel to the movie we watched last week. Okay. Uh, well, now this isn't the first time we've had Constantine on the show before. He was in Justice League. Dark, I believe, right? Yeah, he was the lead guy of Justice League Dark. Yeah, so this is his own standalone movie. Uh, funny enough, this is technically not a movie, but more like a uh, like a, a short web two episode web series that just got edited into a movie. Funny enough. Yeah, I do see shades of uh, sort of a lingering OVA type of deal going on here. Which means we probably could have skipped this, but considering it's Halloween, kind of feels appropriate that we're watching it right now, uh, in my yeah, opinion. Yeah, it's funny how it works out. Alright, so let's go ahead and break it down. Uh, so this is going to be a little bit different. Um, this is uh, based on... This is uh, Constantine City Demons. Um, so this was based on the character of John Constantine, created by Alan Moore, Stephen R. Bissett, Rick Veitch, and John Tottlebean. Written by James James uh, Dimitius, directed by Doug Murphy, voice, uh, and um, yeah, again, there's no really executive producer Sam Register, David S. Goyer, Greg Berlanti. Uh, so yeah, there was it's basically two thirty like thirty uh, forty minute episodes combined into one for this to give it a feature length movie appeal. Uh, okay, so let's go ahead and break down the cast. We have Matt Ryan as returning as John Constantine. Of course, both at the time, he's also the live-action Constantine. Damien O'Hare as Chaz Chandler. Um, Laura Bailey as Asa the Healer, or as Nightmare Nurse. Um, Emily O'Brien as Renee Chandler. Rachel Kimsey as the Queen of Angels, Angela. Robin Atkins Downs as, uh, as Nergal. Jim... Uh, Miskerman as Berul, Kevin Michael Richardson as uh, Mahoin, and Rick D. Wasserman as, God, I cannot pronounce that name, the Aztec god that we fight later on in the movie. Okay. So since this is an OVA, I don't really want to go over it in tense, so we're kind of just going to give a general idea of what's going on. But, Tyler, before we... Uh, since this is our technically our technically our first solo Constantine outing without going into detail what did you think of this movie um I thought it was alright uh though the only real exposure I had to Constantine's character was in Justice League Dark I haven't seen the live action movie or the live action series so uh my exposure to him is limited but what I saw was alright at best okay yeah he's uh he's definitely an an interesting character um, that Constantine, um, and like I, I feel like there's like a natural attraction to him um, based on like his sort of 
very Sting inspired uh, look if if you're not from the 1980s or listen to Sting growing up. Yeah, I can see that. Um, uh, but let's go ahead and break down the story. Uh, so, in a sense, Constantine is, is a bastard. If you've never seen Constantine in anything, know that he is a bastard with a capital B. And I think that kind of fits the description pretty well, yeah, right, it Tyler? Does. And so, Constantine is um, kind of having nightmares about uh, something that happened that we definitely will find out, what we learn about in the movie. And he learns from uh, his friend Chaz that uh, he basically needs his help. Um, he's all out of options and something's going on with his daughter, um, who I don't... Did they say who the, who's playing the daughter? Uh, it's Laura Bailey. Um, I don't... Laura Bailey, okay. Oh, she, wow, so she plays the healer... Okay, that's right, Trish Chandler, there you go. Um, wow, she's got range. Um, that her his, his daughter, Trish, is basically in a coma... And that, you know, Constantine pretty much, he needs Constantine's help. And from there, uh, we learned that Chaz and and uh, John are longwood friends, which we'll get more into later. Um, and pretty much that Trish is being held under control by a demon, um, by something. Uh, initially, we're not sure who is holding control of Trish. But Renee, who is uh, Chaz's uh, estranged wife, I think they established that they are separated at the time of this movie. Yeah. Um, and so basically, Constantine ends up going to uh, Los Angeles to find out about this demon. Oh, this demon Nergal, who is not both. It's weird how it's kind of described. Basically, um, Trish is trapped inside the body of. Nergal, or her soul is rather. Her body is there, and the only reason that her she's not technically dead at this time is because um, John summons a specialist, as he calls her, uh, after. Um, uh, and I won't describe what it is because I want to talk about the themes of the mo- like sort of the visuals of the movie. Um, after I, after Trish ex- basically. Uh, homages a classic horror film um and he calls in the specialist which is a uh, nightmare nurse um i don't remember her getting called also the healer but i might have tuned out at some point when she gets called that uh, i think uh, john calls her uh, also at some points oh, okay because she introduces her and she's basically asa is basically a dominatrix if she was a nurse a magic nurse, which I imagine magical nurses would look like dominatrix. Kind of reminds so, me of Valentine from um, Schoolgirls. A little bit. I honestly thought it was Jennifer Hale for a little bit, because um, Jennifer Hale and and Laura Bailey, like outside of like they, especially when they're do, especially when Laura Bailey's doing that gruff voice, it God, it just reminds me of Jennifer Hale so much. Um, but basically, we learn. Um, Constant goes to Nergal's place. He basically entraps him to like, listen, listen, buddy. I will reset your friend's daughter free if you get rid of my enemies for me. And that's, what was that? That is not a free deal. Like, that's not a free deal. Uh, but basically sets him up like that. And of course, Nergal is a very powerful demon. He's very uh, Frankenstein, homunculus looking uh, uh, face to him. Um, and so Constantine is pretty much, if Constantine's pretty much on fetch duty, 
uh, reluctantly to save his friend's uh, his friend's daughter. Yep, that's pretty much the whole gist of uh, it. But it gets way crazier yeah. than that. It gets crazier, but that's kind of the general plot. So, uh, Tyler, let's let's talk about real quick the friendship between um, Chaz and John because I feel like th- even though the drama is centered around Trish and like trying to free her. The strength of the movie, I think, it, at least, it's edit. I think it, to me, I didn't notice it was a, it was a OVA or uh, or an OVA. Um, I actually thought it's, it it seemed to flow pretty seamlessly, but I think. And, and tell me if you agree with this or not. I think the strength of this movie was uh, Chaz and John's relationship. Yeah, uh, I can definitely see that. Like the main uh, drama of the movie is around saving Trisha's soul. And uh, that intrinsically is tied to both uh, Chaz and John since uh, they've been friends since the longest of times. And they go out of their way to explain John's origin uh, in this movie, which is kind of interesting. Yeah. And uh, I do think that their friendship is pretty legitimate. Like, they're polar opposites of each other, but Mm -hmm. they're obviously very attracted to each other. And it... It really hurts by the end uh, uh, when certain things happen. Yeah, um, and and you can kind of see there's like John again. John is a bastard with a capital B. So like they, I think um, I think Nightmare Nurse says it to. Um, well, she possesses um, Renee to find out a certain of like a, how a certain event happened, and basically she puts in the words that uh, through Renee talking. That John, like that, Chaz is basically a carnated soul. Like you know, he's the good guy. Chaz, like the fact that Constantine or John was a daredevil. He's not afraid. He has no fear. Um, and I, I, th- I think honestly, the voice actors, uh, they, I think they play off each other really well too. Uh, Damian O'Hare and Matt Ryan. I think they they do a great job of playing off each yeah, other. Yeah, it says here in the Wikipedia article that uh, Damian O'Hare was the voice of uh, Constantine in Justice League Action. Oh yeah, the cartoon, the the the. the sh- I heard it was. Gr- I heard I've heard funny things about it, but don't get talked. It doesn't get talked about a lot. Um, but yeah, so um, unfortunately, and, and like there are definitely like heartbreaking moments. Like there's. Without getting too spoilers, there's a moment where it seems like all hope is lost, and uh, and like they really have a good heart to heart. Like you know, Chaz basically tells him, "Get the fuck off your lazy bum ass," um, but he says it in a much cooler way because he's British. Yeah. Um, and fucking help me save my daughter. Like you really feel like con- like what's great is that like Constantine likes to put up this like. I'm a fucking cool guy. I smoke cigarettes. You know, I wear a trench coat, you know? Um, but around Chaz, he can put up that persona, but it's never up for really long, you know? Yeah. Like, he's probably one of the only few people that he could be legitimate with. Exactly. Um, you know, and like, and, and, and it's also nice because, like, obviously... The, the the economy is a little bit reversed in certain points of the movie where like it, and it shows like I think that shows true friendship where Chaz will get angry because is getting angry because the situation with his daughter is getting way dire and John has to be the one to tell him like all right all right all right 
calm down, relax, we're gonna do this, or base, or at some point he basically tells him, um, we have we have no hope, like it, it, give up, you know, pretty much. Yeah. Okay, so um, let's let's talk about um, sort of. I wasn't expecting the graphicality of this kind of thing, honestly, because I had not seen this before. Yeah, like, I kind of didn't exactly know what to expect, but uh, from the last few movies with all the gore and stuff, it really doesn't surprise me in the slightest. Right, so, like I said, there's a reason why I said um, this makes sense to watch in Halloween, because it's this isn't a horror movie, a horror movie by any means, but there's definitely horrific imagery uh, from start to finish, and I think because originally this was on a web series called uh, CW Seed, which is basically like they're uh, like a digital studio. So they obviously aren't con- like obviously direct to DVD or Blu-ray. You can still obviously, as we're going to see in the, in a couple of the next couple of films, you can get away with with some things. But I feel like they really wanted to push the envelope with some of the visual imagery here. Yeah, it definitely goes out there, especially uh, compared to some of the other films we've reviewed so far. Yeah, so, like, this isn't, like, obviously Constantine's very much a magic character, and, you know, when people think of magic, oh, it's Harry Potter, or now, especially Doctor Strange, and there's some kind of nightmarish things, like this, I guarantee you, you don't want to sleep at night, you watch this movie, you're gonna, you're gonna see some shit here that's legit unsettling. You'll see like, some shit that'll turn um, you white. Exactly. So let let's like let's the, the first big thing is like when John when Constantine wakes up from his apartment and all of a sudden he's surrounded by I'm pretty sure they were little versions of himself like they're literally his in, inner demons. Yeah. Oh, talk about that. Like really, I gotta fight you mentally now. I gotta fight you physically. Fine, bring it on. Um. Yeah. It is like that's just like the tip of the iceberg. Um. It's when you get, to, I think, when they fully like start to open up, because um, you do see a little bit when you when you um, uh, they give you a little bit more. Of, I feel like they ease you into it pretty well. What you're getting into, do, do you? What do you think about that? Yeah, I th- I think it does a good job of easing you into the graphicality of uh, what we see later on in the movie. Yeah, because you open up with okay, inner demons biting at him, a lot of blood. Okay, I've seen that. Then you get Trish, uh, who is basically they're 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 kind of homaging the Exorcist at this point, where uh, she doesn't turn her head all the way around. God, that's never not freaky. I'm sorry, um, but she does basically start speaking in tongues and a whole bunch of I think they were I can't tell if they were flies or bees, but a whole bunch of insects are flying out of her mouth. Yeah, either way, it's unsettling. Yeah, it's 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 even not. Constantine's like fuck this. I need help. Yeah, exactly. Like he's like, I gotta call a specialist. So and like that's kind of like okay, okay. I'm kind of and then you go to Norgal's place, and that's where you see the swimming pool full of human carcasses and bone and marrow, and it's just like oh. And even Constantine has like a natural, and this is a guy who's seen some shit, right? Yeah. And. He like I don't know about you, Tyler, but I was like I was making breakfast, I was eating, and then I got to that scene. And I went, oh, I'm not hungry anymore. Oh, you poor soul. I'm sorry. Yeah, I was I was hungry, man. <laughs> it's 
oh, it's it's not it's not pleasant it's and and you can see like they they the camera zooms in on the carcasses and there's a lot of detail on the blood and it's how it's just dripping it's just like oh you didn't need to go that hard yeah man and this motherfucker swims in the swimming pool that shit oh yeah this is his like part he's like oh the pool's not ready yet i do love nargal's voice um as voiced by um uh, Robert Atkins Downs, who I think I've heard that name before. Uh, as um, Nergal himself or Barul, because that's how he introduces himself at first. Oh, Barul. Uh, um, Nergal, I'm sorry. Um, Barul is Jim Mes- Me- um, Meskimen. Um, I love both their voices. Yeah, man. Um, Definitely uh, the smooth, uh, slimy, devilish uh, type of voice that I would expect from characters like these guys. Yeah, not like like not as like oh, oh like because when you when you see um uh Baru, um I might have given away the spoiler already. You would think he's gonna talk like ho ho ho, give me some. no. He he's like oh con-. like he's very like away with his tongue of manipulation because I think obviously that's like a huge thing with with devilry that you hear about in stories is it's not necessarily about like power it's about the power of the of the word and manipulation to get you to do what they want you to do yeah sometimes wit is more dangerous than raw power exactly so and like i still can't get over the scene where like he's hosting a party baru's hosting a party and like everybody's dressed up like it's the roaring 20s uh and like you literally have man Tyler, did it freak you? Did I? I kind of went, oh god, that's too much. When there's that, the, you see a ba- a demon band playing, and one guy is. I think there's several people, but there's a woman who's like basically naked and she's tied to a harp. So anytime the harp is strung, she gets electrified. At one point, bats fly, fly out of a dude's ass, which I have to chuckle at that. I don't know why. It's there's painful, a, there's probably. A dude, uh... Uh, using uh, human dudes, uh, human uh, carcass as a drum. Yes, that will, and you can hear them screaming, and they're basically using their 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 uh, screams as music. And it's just. Meanwhile, the dancers are getting whipped. Like I guess these are people that got ensnared by Baru um, or Boru. Baru. I feel and Baru. I feel like I'm saying that instead of his actual name. Um. And, like, they're literally getting whipped uh, to dance for uh, Baru's pleasure. What a shitty party. Uh, it's, yeah. And the like, crazy is that he can change it. Um, now, uh, so, but like, again, it, it gets, and it just gets worse, man. It, it, the, the visual imagery does not stop. It, it, it there, I think there's, there's moments where the film lets off where, like, you're not seeing demonic stuff, but... If you're not a fan of demonic imagery, you're not gonna. I mean, it's called City of Demons, but sometimes, hey, with a DC movie, eh, maybe like we, we, what we saw with um, uh, Justice League Dark, there was definitely demonic stuff in there, but I wouldn't consider that stuff nearly as bad as the stuff here. Yeah, it's definitely more off the wall in comparison, I would think. Literally, in some cases. Okay, so let's talk about the big elephant in the room that kind of ties the whole movie together with Constantine, uh, the main villain, and, of course, Trish. So early on, we kind of learn about um, 
uh, Newcastle. And this is actually like a callback to like the comics. Like there's an incident that happened at Newcastle that Constantine just does not talk about. And for somebody with the bravado like Constantine, if he doesn't talk about something, something happened and it, it was very bad. Um, trust me, Constantine is going to get a lot worse in four movies. You're not ready, buddy. Anyways, um, so, um, basically we learned, uh, through, like, and it goes through, again, as I cut over earlier, Chaz and Constantine's friendship, that they heard about a party that was going on, um, I guess because John discovered he's good at magic, and they heard about this, I believe it's they heard about this guy who is, like, probably practicing magic. Yeah, that sounds right. And so they go to his, um, oh, it's his mentor, I'm sorry. Uh, and basically they go to their mentor's basement uh, and they have his daughter, uh, he has his daughter, like, basically, he's basically chanting a spell to sacrifice her, uh, him to, uh, to I guess, Satan. Um, and pretty much it becomes a rescue mission. Uh, unfortunately, before, um, uh, Constantine could act, like, they, I think they, they save her briefly, they get her out of the cage that the, her father set, but this demon who would become known as Nergal, who's basically like a snake, um, with like, like the upper body of what you would think Satan would look like, bat wings, horns, um, and a very, very intimidating voice. Um, Nergal comes out of this portal, kills, uh, kills their, kills the person kidnapped, who, uh, who held his daughter hostage, but then sees the daughter. And, uh, and, and early in the movie, I think it, the movie opens up with Constantine will hear, like, this little girl screaming as she's seemingly in, like, a pit of hell or something. Um, and it turns out this is Newcastle where... Constantine is frozen. Nergal gets the girl. Constantine somehow breaks out of his, uh, like, entrapment, magic entrapment. And he's almost about to save this girl, Astra, from uh, uh, being thrown into hell. And Nergal grabs the girl and just chucks her into the, chucks her into the portal and follows and the portal closes. So, yeah, that sucks. Yeah, it's 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 and, and it's and it's a traumatic experience and pretty much kind of the motivation for Constantine to do what he does. Um, it's it's not pretty. And as far as we know, by the end of this movie, um, Astra is still in there. Um, she's kind of she's kind of it's like they reference her name and they kind of use they kind of use Astra. He kind of uses Astra as a way to like, well, I couldn't save her, but I can save your daughter. Um, to Chaz in that sense, but yeah, I definitely wouldn't want to talk about that. You know, definitely seeing like the demonic energy imagery, seeing failing to save an innocent young girl from Especially being thrown into the when pits you're of hell. That all of this uh, super demon to uh, do all this shit. Yeah, that's the, that's the worst part is that it's technically it's it's Constantine's fault. Um, I know they pretty much played this storyline out in the CW, and pretty much she's in hell. She does go to hell, and she pretty much hates. Constantine for it. She's like, fuck you, you you didn't save me, or you summoned it, so you, all this stuff. So, um, oh my god, it's, but, and you would think, okay, that's just, they're talking about Newcastle a lot. Like, it gets, it gets brought up way more than you think, considering 
these guys have these people have known each other, and the only reason, like I guess, they kind of know they, they they wrote it to, to, to justify is that um, Nightmare Nurse forcibly takes the information from Renee, so that's way that's how we find out what happened at Newcastle. Um, and we learn uh, after Constantine kind of basically fails to like uh, pretty much appease Norgal and kill his enemies. Um, Norgal, or I mean uh, Barub, pretty much takes off to the skies, literally removes his skin, and God, that's never not unsettling. Um, but that's not how you get up in removes... the No, I, God, no, just no I'm okay. not a fucking just ah oh, Tyler, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay. Um, and reveals that, hi, Constantine, that Nergal has been, um, is ruled this entire time. He even says to him, like, I go by many names, Constantine. And it's, like, pretty much Constantine is just walk is walking into a, PSD, a PTSD moment, you know? How did you feel about, did you see that coming? That, like, oh, okay, this is, um, um... Yeah, I kind of saw you know it that, coming. Like, like, it was too coincidental to not be the case. Right, yeah. Um, especially, and I honestly think Nergal, visually as a demon character, is much more interesting than, say, um, uh, uh, Baru. Baru was cool looking, but kind of like in a slimy kind of way. Um, but Nergal just has that intimidating feel to him that he, I feel like he should, you know? Yeah. It also helps that uh, Robin Atkin Downs uh, does this silky smooth demonic voice for uh, Nergal. Yeah. And it really sells yeah, it. Yeah, he does. Pretty much. And and if that, this is, and so this is the only part of the movie I feel like, it, like, like, you could definitely tell it was meant to be split up into two parts. But, um, basically, how did you feel about the part where I feel like they could the whole section where they could have they he basically found that I'm pretty sure it's Aztec the Aztec god it hiding in like the sewers of I don't I, I think Los Angeles yeah uh, um, the whole movie takes place in LA okay uh, we finds in the sewers of Los Angeles um, and like I feel like that section was kind of like okay I don't think we. I don't think we needed all that. It felt like it a little too long at that point. But in the context of like a episodic thing, that was probably fine. Yeah, um, I could, I could definitely tell from uh, that point when they were being chased by the demonic dogs that yeah, oh this yeah, is probably uh, cut into like two different sections. Yeah, I thought that was a fun. There's some definitely nice fun visuals. In fact, Constantine even summons like a angelic figure to deal with those demonic dogs. Um, I do like the fact that Constantine pretty much kills a... Even though he's a very weakened god, he pretty much confirmedly... We see him kill a god in a movie much more than we can say for Superman did. So one one point to Constantine, zero points to Superman. There we go. Okay. Um, but, yeah, so... And that pretty much leads us to like the crux of the, uh, the final part of the movie. Um, where... Uh, I believe they pretty much through manipulation. Um, I thought it was great. So basically, Constantine pretty much tells Nergal, "All right, I'm gonna op- I'm gonna open up the gates of hell. To I'm gonna uh, instead of like finding your enemies, I'm gonna bring all your enemies here and seemingly starts to open the gates to hell. Yep. 
Um, like cracks start opening, highways start splitting, the and like Nergal is like, "Stop! Close it, damn it! Close it! What are you doing? You f- what the fuck is this? No, I'm fucking Amazon. This is bullshit. I killed the competition. Um, you know, and Jeff then Pesos is the um, devil. Me- I knew it. Exactly. Of course he. Is. Well, he's our Lex Luthor, sadly. <laughs> um, literally. Um, but just not as good looking or as smart. Um. Because at least Lex Luthor could cure could cure cancer. Anyways, um, and but pre- it was all a ruse from both Constantine and Rugal. So Rugal uh, pretty much calls out Constantine and tells him, "I knew you couldn't fucking open. Like you're not powerful enough to open the gates of hell. Maybe a crack or two. Like I feel like opening up the gates of hell is like a very like you got to be like uber level power. Like Doctor Fate could probably open up the gates to hell if he wanted he probably to. Could. You know? Too bad he's um, Superman. Too, too bad he's too busy uh, working as a gigolo. Exactly. <laughs> um, and Superman probably could physically open the gates to hell, um, but you know it is what it is. And uh, but they were both bluffing each other. It seems because Constantine was bluffing the fact that he opened the gates to hell, while Nergal was bluffing the fact that he was actually scared because he knew Constantine couldn't do it. And this is the point where, like, uh, he gets Ner- uh, Chaz by the neck. Because Chaz pretty much, you know, demanding him, give me my daughter back, give me my daughter back. Um, and this is where sort of um, the kind of the, the whole, kind of not theming of the movie, but, like, the idea that magic has a price. Um, which is something you don't really see a lot in modern, in any kind of, like, most magic movies. Um, where Chaz, he, like, constant tells to Chaz, um... Are you willing to make a sacrifice, you know, to to save your daughter and and you know help your wife? And of course, he says yes. And basically, Constantine casts his curse. I can't remember the specific name for it because it's a very complicated, oh, seemingly love. Um, I could probably uh, find it. The Candever Curse. Candever Curse, and it's basically taking all the happiness from that Trish. And um, Renee had for Chaz and injecting it right into uh, Nergal, into Nergal, and so pretty much, and and like you get, he like starts exploding with white, and pretty much Constance tells him like, well, for a creature like you, you know, it's like cancer, and you're and you're getting overloaded, motherfucker. So like, he literally killed with kindness, literally killed with the power of love, and I love that. Damn. That's the power of love. Unfortunately, and and, exactly, no, 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 no. I don't think no, 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 no. We're good. Um, Unfortunately, this is kind of where we get like it's it's a bit. We get a bittersweet ending. And before we get into spoilers, Tyler, how did you feel about it that it was a bittersweet ending? Um, I feel like it fits. Like uh, Constantine is a tragic character, so having a sort of tragic ending uh, kind of fits for a character like him, I guess. Exactly. So, we learn basically. Um, we learned that um, the power of love wasn't exactly enough. The, yeah. Uh, the, the at least constant. At least Chaz's. So basically, for initially, we learned that uh, because of the curse, and they used literally used all like uh, all of Renee and Trish's love for Chaz. They will have no memory of him. 
So Trish will like re- kind of remember they had sex. I think pretty much. Yeah, just a drunken one night stand. Yeah, uh, but like you know, she won't remember her name or her face. Trish will not will not know the name of her daughter. Uh, of, of I mean, Trish will not know the name of her father. Sorry, um, that would be weird because she's only like eight. Uh, and so, like, and of course, like, he calls Constantine a bastard. Like, you could have done this all along. And, like, Constantine, and see, this is what I like about the right, and it, it all comes full circle with the relationship. He's like, man, I knew I could have done this, but do you, did you really want me to do that? Like, ask yourself that question, you know? Yeah, it's pretty much a fucked up thing, uh, to do, but, yeah, it shows that, uh, Constantine really did care, uh, about, uh, Chaz yeah. and his family, it was it was he was it was basically his trump card like if okay if all else fails i'll have to do this and i don't want to do it but and this is kind of where it gets kind of sad um at least it is a little depressing uh constantine tells chaz like mate the love to defeat nargal was not enough of like of their love is not enough so basically he used his love chat he used chaz's love for constantine to help basically push it over the limit. Of course, Ch- Chaz loves Constantine. It's his best mate for years. And, like, and, and initially it's kind of hard to see, like, because like, he knows his name. You know, he starts choking him. Or starts grabbing by his, his coat, you know, about, like, not using the move. But after Constantine kind of says, like, you won't remember my name, you won't remember my face. And he's like, I'm sorry. And, and then Chaz kind of, like, sits there and, and he goes, I'm sorry, who, who are you? What's your name? Constantine. And he tells him his name. He's like, well, that's the name I never want to hear again. Um, and, yeah, so basically Constantine loses his best friend. He's, like, magic has a price. And you saw the the price being paid right there. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of uh, how alchemy and Fulmina Alchemist works. Uh, where uh, in order to do the magic shit, you have to pay something equally. And I didn't think it would apply to actual magic, you know? Yeah. Well, alchemy is just magic in science form, so, you know, yeah. there, there's there's always... There, like, again, like Harry, like, Harry Potter doesn't really do this. Doctor Strange, the movie... The, the Doctor Strange comics do it. The movie didn't really do it. I kind of like seeing that instance where, like, at least very powerful magic, there's gonna be a price you have to pay. You can't just use that. You're using the power of otherworldly things, and it, and like Constantine isn't sad. He kind of just like he kind of just bears it, and I think that fits his character so well. Yeah, he's pretty much the lone wolf, uh, lone wolf type of guy. So uh, yeah, it probably uh, fits him a bit more nicely than if it were me losing my best friend. I'd probably be shaken up. Yeah, I mean, because it's like, I, because I, it, 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 like, it's implied that like Chaz doesn't want anything to do with him. So like, do you can't? I don't know, even know. Maybe because of the spell, you can't try to recreate that relationship. You know, you can't. Who? Maybe that's tied to it. Because um, you would think like, okay, let's just create new memories, right? Um, but I, I guess not. So, um, who knows, right? Yep. And. It pretty much ends with Constantine locking away, and then there's one of his other little demons literally following him, his inner demon literally following him, um, which I don't I don't know if he's technically there, because the people of L.A. were not noticing it at all. Yeah, uh, all throughout the movie, uh, you could see uh, images of uh, 
demons just roaming around the streets of L.A., and the people really don't notice. Also, apparently, uh, the uh, Los Angeles is living, I guess? The what part? The L, the L and the... Yeah, there's literally an angel of uh, Los Angeles uh, that literally takes the form of humans and uh, pretty much possesses them and pretty much coaxes yeah. Constantine to pretty much getting rid of the demons. Yeah. Yeah, we fucking got a... Like, we got a somewhat sex scene in this movie, which is weird. Yeah. That was that was like a demon a hypnotic sex scene. Nothing you didn't see anything, but pretty much like if you're an adult, you know what the fuck's going on. Imagine um, fucking an entire city. Pretty much, it's that was weird. I was like, because I was like, I wasn't dozing off, but I was like, kind of looking away for a second. Like, wait, what the fuck's going on? I had to, re, I had to uh, rewind, uh, run it back a second to see what the hell was going on. It's so out of the field too. All right. Exactly. Alright, I think that went really well. Um, Todd, any other notes you had, buddy? Not really. That's all I got. Okay, so let's go and give this a Demon Star rating because it's Halloween and it's this type of movie. Um, Tyler, how many Demon Stars out of five do you give Constantine City of Demons? I'll give this three Demon Stars out of five. Uh... It's pretty well paced, though. Uh, I can see uh, the cracks of it uh, being like a two-part series, uh, and apparently they were released pretty far apart from each other, from what the Wikipedia article says. Uh, yeah, Constantine's an intriguing character. Uh, his uh, relationship with Chaz is interesting. Uh, Nergal is a cool villain. Uh, I just don't think that uh, it holds my attention as well as some of the other movies that we've seen unfortunately but i still think it's a pretty decent movie all things considered yeah i I, i'm gonna give it a three as well i think it was perfectly fine uh i think they leaned i think it was a lit maybe i think you could have shaved 15 minutes off this cut of the movie um, and I think it probably would have been better. Maybe got rid of the whole, you know, Aztec god thing where he, Constantine Pong. I mean, Constantine Pong's a god, so maybe it's not all that bad. But I think ultimately it's a very good movie with a lot of more heart than I expected. And it pretty much does a great job of showcasing, like, what makes John Constantine unique and special in, in this world. Um, and why he's different from other DC characters and... Like, this is the world he plays in. Like, I remember I read a, a Hellblazer comic, which that's the comic he, his his first original series. And, like, it's literally, like, the, the image is, like, straight out of hell uh, from the art. Like, it's, like, that's uh, how horrific uh, the, some of the designs were. But, uh, yeah. All right, guys. That's going to do it for this episode. Um, next week, we are almost done. So, we have... Four movies left. We next week we'll be coming back with the Reign of the Superman, uh, which is the sequel to the movie we watched last week, The Death of Superman. So, um, and then after that we have, I believe, it is Batman Hush, which is our final Batman movie. So get ready for that. Um, then we got Wonder Woman. And then, right? then we got yeah Wonder Woman Bloodlines, which is a pseudo. It's a prequel slash current day movie, but it's it's again same thing with Superman. Like it took us this long to get a Wonder Woman movie in this universe. Um, okay, uh, yeah, sure. And then fun. Sorry, go ahead. 
No, I was just agreeing to you sarcastically. Yeah, sure. Uh, <laughs> and then finally, we concluded with Justice League Dark Apocalypse War. So literally the final four films left. And then Tyler has already said what his, what will be. I'm still deciding on what mine's will be, but Cinema Shot will continue. Uh, Tyler, please tell all the people where they can find you. You can follow me on Twitter at HeySetTy. Check the pinned tweet to take you to my YouTube channel, Home of Tiger Shoes Reviews, where I review old-ass fighting games for your and my pleasure. And you can follow me at Twitter.com slash MarvelousSiggy for all things related to the Marvelous one. Uh, of course, I stream live four times a week at Twitch.tv slash Iggy214 at Sunday, Saturday, Sunday, Tuesday, Wednesday, all at 6 p.m. Central Standard Time, and it's Halloween month, so we're currently playing Dead Space 3 with uh, Dead Space 3, um, Resident Evil 2 Remake, Costume Quest, and Ghostbusters, the video game remastered. And if I hit a sub goal, I'll play Super Girls and Girls on Halloween, and we're almost technically, I've got, we're almost there. Follow That's this crazy man, part. make him suffer. Uh, sub, not just follow, it's subs. <laughs> um,. And uh, don't don't sub if you don't want to. But if you really want to see me play Super Girls and Ghosts, you're gonna see me play. You're gonna see me do that. Okay. So, um, and uh, of course, go to Charts.com for all the Charts con- all this content, including our flagship show, the Charts Games Cast, our weekly video game podcast. You can go listen to our old show, Atomic Shot, which I'm so very proud of. Uh, you can use the rest. You can listen to the wrestling uh, watch long that I do with Thomas. Uh, this past week, we just watched an episode of Monday Night Raw where Stone Cold Steve Austin delivers a beer bath to Mr. McMahon. So that was a lot of fun. And the com- and the one coming up this week uh, will be... Um, I, ca- I already forgot what it was. God fucking damn it. Oh, WrestleMania 15. There you go. We watched the WrestleMania. Um, and yeah. Uh, th- thank you all for listening, everybody. We'll see you all next week for the reign of the Superman. Stay, don't get possessed. I don't know. I'm out. Bye. Can't promise that. Thank you for watching at Cinema Shot Theater.